Hold on, let me get y'all right. If y'all just tuning in. Hold on, let me get it right. Let me get it right. Let me get it right, y'all. Get it right, y'all. <laughs> All right. So we should be on now. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Y'all already know, man. It's another episode of Big Thuggin' Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only, original, hot boy, hot boy Turk, you dig? And today I got a good one for y'all, man. I got a good one. I told y'all I'm going to be bringing um, not only rappers, singers, you know what I'm saying, people that y'all may know. But I'm also going to bring... Boy, you better stop that noise! Y'all know it get real in here, man. We alive, you know what I'm saying? I am inside, you know what I'm saying? Kid be playing the game and, you know what I'm saying, he be hollering for some strange reason. Do y'all kids do that? I don't know. I got. I reckon some of y'all say yeah. But, yeah, man, Um, I told y'all I was going to bring regular people. People just like y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody say, you always want to just bring celebrities. We can't really relate to them, bam, bam, bam. So I'm like, all right. So I'm going to start bringing normal people who are not a celebrity. You feel me? So um, today we have a, um, a guest who's an entrepreneur, you know, um, by the name of, I call her Yayo. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, my Yay's Blanks, you know, she's an um, entrepreneur. She is a sublimation, you know, but her life ain't always been an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? She come from a, um, a rough background, you know, um, molestation, jail, um, family dysfunction, um, you know, brother against sister, sister against brother, you know, um, infidelity, man, all kinds of stuff, murder, drugs, you know, stuff that you probably won't think a woman to go through, you know, but after hearing her story, man, I told her, man, I got to bring you on Big Thuggin Podcast, so um, without further ado, man, let me see if she's in the queue, she in the queue, let's bring her on, man, and let y'all know what I know, you feel me? Whoa. Hey, bro. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's up with it? Nothing much. What's going on? Man, it's all love. It's all love, man. Yeah, Just was bragging you. on you, man. I want to um welcome you, man, on Big Thuggin' Podcast. You know, podcast where we talk about 
hip-hop talk about things going on in politics, you know, talk about things that's going on in regular entrepreneurs such as yourself, you know what I'm saying? But before y'all was, you know, successful, it was a lot of unsuccess, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot of um, ups and downs, and I think a lot of people don't get to see and hear about these things. When you're a celebrity, some of the celebrities want to hide the dark side and want people to think that it's all ways been like it is, you know what I'm saying? So after hearing your story, you know, we talk a lot, you know, I felt it only right for you to come on my platform to share your story, you know what I'm saying, with the world, you know. Um, welcome to Big Thug and Podcast once again, man. I want you to go ahead on and introduce yourself, let the people know who you is. You know, right. We're going to get into it. You feel me? All right. So I am the owner of Maya Sublimation Blanks. Um, I actually have a um, up and coming uh, Facebook group where I teach uh, sublimation. Um, he know me by Yayo. So that's once what I went by when I was in the streets. Um, so, you know, coming home, I kind of wanted to let that part go. And I switched over and that's where the my yays came from. Yayo. Yayo. <laughs> you know, when you hear Yayo, man, you know, you think of. Scarface, Tony Montana, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe you, you know, you plugged in. You say you had a, a rough life, you know, but, um, yeah, man. So, so what, what, what type of things coming up, you know, in your life that you had to overcome in an early age? First of all, let the people know where you're from, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know, where it all started, you know what I'm saying, like what brought you here today. Okay. So originally I'm from born and raised in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm from uptown. Um, my mother moved to Atlanta when I was like 14, 15. Um, yeah, I've never been to Atlanta or know anything about Atlanta. When you get to Atlanta, you ain't never been nowhere like that. The Fact. shit was wide open, <laughs> like Right. Especially as a young girl getting down there. So, um, like I said, where I come from, it's a small town, very small. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody's damn near related to each other. So getting down there, that was was big. It was real wide for me. So I had a lot of space to roam and, and get into shit. So Yeah. So what kind of shit did you, you, you got into? You know what I'm saying? What what kind of shit in your early age? Let the people know what type of shit you got into. You know what I'm okay. saying? So when um, I got down there, um, by the time I was 18, I start running around with some niggas from uh, East Decatur, Zone 6. Um, that was the first Shout time. Shout out Zone 6. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zone 6. Um, that's the first time that I snorted my first line of cocaine. <laughs> I didn't realize. You what? <laughs> Snorted my first line of cocaine. <laughs> One second. Somebody's knocking at the door. I'm sorry. One second. Oh, uh, y'all already know, man. This is live, man. It's live. It's live. She said she's did she say she snorted her first line of cocaine or did she sold her first line of cocaine? Wait, I you snorted. can't nobody's telling no lines. So she <laughs> So um yeah, I was she snorted, y'all. So that's where yeah yo. Yeah, yo. So, yeah, yo did it. See, 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 yeah. see. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. So, um, I snorted my first line of coke at 18 down there. My baby's dad, I won't disclose his name, but that I, I didn't know nothing about it. And when he introduced me to it, I fell in love with it. <laughs> I did. You heard that? Did you, what, you, you know, you know, I'm an ex, um, addict, you know, recovering, 
because every day is a recovering um effect when you when you did when you do drugs and when I first snorted my first line of cocaine, I liked it that drain. Did it was it the drain that you like? It was the drain. It was that Ooh. drain. Then a cold beer afterwards and a cigarette. Ooh. Oh man. So whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, I know all about that drain. Yeah. I know I know all about that drain. So after you snort your first line of cocaine. Um, that that was like, pretty much what, what happened after that? that? That was pretty much it for me. So um at that time I had um four children, but only three of my children lived with me because I gave uh, one of my kids up for adoption. So, at that time, and this is going to be raw and uncut, I don't give a fuck who judged me, none of that. You know, yeah. I, I played the cards that I was dealt, so at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So, I gave up one of my children for adoption, so I had the other three. Um, and I just... Wait, wait, how old you was? When you had four kids, by how old? I was eighteen. By the time you was eighteen, you had four kids. I was thirteen when I got pregnant with my first baby. Wow. Yeah. Wow. By the time I was seventeen, I had three kids. <laughs> and how old you were when you first started your first night of um, cocaine? I was eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. 18. Go ahead. So, um, I start running with some niggas on the west side. I came across his 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 alias. I called him. My name for him. His name was um. I called him the Skittle Man, and um. I came across him, and um. What he did was he you know brought a business proposition to me, and he asked me if you know I would help him um you know cook up coke, and he would pay me. So, I was okay with that. Every brick I cooked up for him, he was giving me five thousand. I'm a young yeah. girl, you know, I didn't know no better. So it got to a point where I was in love with the cocaine so much um, and Yayo start really kicking in. I would start having me pay me half in coke and half in money. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had my own house. Getting high off your own supply. Getting high off my own supply. So I yeah. had my own house and um, I would throw coke parties <laughs> at my house. I, man, I thought that white people do shit like that, man. No, they don't. <laughs> you want some real Hollywood shit, man? No, they don't. So, um, so you had lines of coke just lined out, y'all just silver platters of coke on my tables, on my coffee table, my dining room table, my kitchen table. I would have coke parties every night, just about. Coke parties. Yeah. Uh. So, so, so y'all see, they don't want to do that shit in Hollywood. She Not bought Hollywood. And Hollywood. you where you was at in Atlanta? You was in Atlanta? You was in Atlanta? Yes. Um I live Okay, on, okay. So like at the, Go ahead. So these coke parties, was it I'm quite sure it was invite only. Like yeah. everybody that came were coke heads? Yes, everybody. <laughs> so you had to snort coke to get in the party. Yes. <laughs> what about, I knew you what wasn't about, a cop. I knew you wasn't a cop if you came in my party and you snorted coke. Cause I yeah, because you snort that coke, you can't be police. Right. So they got to hit the coke at the door. Like, soon, yeah. bam, bam. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know what? I heard somebody else told me they do parties, right? And they they get everybody at the party high because if they're police, they're not going to get high. Right. So everybody in the party got to get high. Yeah. And that's how they know that they ain't no police. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I thought I thought that when they, when they told me that, I was like, you know, but I guess it, it makes sense. You feel me? Yes, it makes sense. So, okay. 
you started snorting coke at 18 years old, you know what I'm saying? Um, when you was 18, selling, you know, grinding, you know what I'm saying, doing what you were doing, was you going from state to state? Was you, you know, just in, in Atlanta? Was you, you know, did you I make was, it to, to a bigger level, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, 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 how far doing what you did took you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't far, like, up the ladder. I didn't really have the guidance that I needed. So as the money was coming in, the money was going back out. Um, yeah. I didn't know nothing about stashing and stacking for a rainy day, none of that. I took care of everybody around me. So at the end of the day, um, there wasn't a goal. I was just living life. I was young as fuck. I didn't know no better. But I would travel from GA up up to back to Pennsylvania where I was where I'm from. Yeah. So um in between those was the two states that I was traveling back and forth to. Push it to the limit. Oh, okay. <laughs> And her name, yeah, yo, y'all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, with, 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 with drugs comes a lot of, you know, hate, violence, police, you know, um, a lot of gangster shit come behind these drugs, you know. Um, have you ever encountered a life-threatening situation while you was, you know, um, hustling and grinding out there in the streets? Absolutely. Um shit on more occasions than one my house you know been shot up niggas sitting outside with choppers and shit like that my my mom didn't even like coming to my house because when you came and walked up my steps and got to the door it was ak-47 there at all times yeah <laughs> you get through that door it's a more it's a, a winchester shotgun you know what I'm saying? Yeah. i had guns all throughout my house because being on those drugs and stuff like that i was very paranoid yeah. Very, very yeah. Um, so at that time, uh, I had a lot of little niggas up under me, a lot of them. And um, they were licensed. At 18, you can go in a gun store down there in Atlanta. A lot of people right. don't know that. Right. So I would send my little niggas. They was infatuated with me. So I would send my little niggas, you know what I mean? So I kept some type of artillery up there. In, in yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Fact. That was smart. That was smart. It had your own security. You know yes. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. At least you know how to secure the motherfucking investment. You feel me? So were you the only female in your in y'all operation? Uh was it other females, you know, cause I I, I I think you told me you had like ten siblings, you know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all got a big family, your mama had ten kids. Were yeah. any one of your siblings involved in the, the activities that you was involved in? My co-defendant. Um, so yes, I was on the only female um in what, what I had going on. Um, but yes, I do come from a big family. It is ten of us, six girls and four boys. Um, but my sisters aren't really nothing like me. I was different. <laughs> yeah, so so would you say you was like a tomboy, something like that? I was, but I did a lot of fucking. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I did a lot Okay. Of oh yeah, yeah. You did a lot of fucking because yeah, you, you so, got four children. But, I was at 18. Around. I was always born. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. You were thugging, you were thugging, but you had a little south side, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I be trying to say, like all these females, you know, you had these butch, Dutch, whatever they call them, you know what I'm saying? And they be sweating going, they just tough, tough, tough. It's one dude out there that'll soften your ass up, you know what I'm saying? Cause I have a I have a um a a a a cousin who's I'm talking about straight niggerish. 
but she fought for this one dude, and that's what wow. she got a baby about. You know what I'm saying? But she's wow. tough like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, it, when it all said and done, man, it go back to it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the reality is, man, God made Adam and Eve, man, not Adam and Steve, man, and not whatever, whatever. You feel me? But that's another story. You know what I'm saying? To each his own. You know. I think um, that was so tough though because of the abuse. I think the abuse is what made. Yeah. It. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. I was about to ask you about that, you know, because when you have a big family like that, and you say that all y'all have the same father, right? Uh, yes, it's four of us on both. It's four of us that don't, but yes. Okay, well, y'all was raised by the same father, mm -hmm. same mother, same household. Um, and you also your your religion. You say you what? Y'all Muslim? Yes. Yeah, everybody Muslim. Okay, so. I'm about to ask you something that me and you talked about, you know, and um, and I think it's very important, you know, um, and it's, and it's pertaining to your pops, you know what I'm saying? Coming up in a house like that, when it's very dysfunctional, you know, sometimes you have situations, sometimes you have um, child molestation, you know what I'm saying? And Man, you talked off the camera and you told me that your pops would sometimes mess around with some of the, the your sisters and stuff. Mm -hmm. How did that affect you, you know what I'm saying, growing up? Um, it made me angry. It made me angry because I valued my mother and I had so much respect for my mother growing up until the age I was able to realize what was going on within our home. Okay. So just to, you know, give you guys a little background. Um, I was four. So from four to nine, I was being molested. My mother's brother and my mother's nephew was molesting me. I went through a lot emotionally, mentally, because no one went to jail. No one was was punished for what was done to me. I remember being nine years old when my sister, she was 12, and what my father did to her, like, it blew me. And to sit and, and, and watch and listen to my mother say that she deserved it because she walked around the home with little shorts on. Wait, 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 wait. Your mama said out of her mouth that her own child deserved to get molested by her husband? Yes. Because she walked around the house with little shorts on. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is. That's fucked up. So I grew up with a hate in my heart. I couldn't prosper. I was hindered for many, many years because I held on to this hate all these years. You understand? Because I couldn't understand for the life of me who would want to do something like that to a child, an innocent child that didn't deserve or ask for none of that. And it blew me. It blew me. Yeah. So, so growing up, how old were you when that when that happened? The molestation with me started from four and it lasted all the way up until nine. The last time my mother's brother touched on me, I was nine years old. 
And I ran out the house with no clothes on, no shoes, nothing. Because I couldn't take it anymore. So so y'all will report these acts to your mom. Yeah. I'm quite sure like, y'all talked and told y'all mom. And and she wouldn't how would she take it? Like, would she think I was lying? Just the part you saying that she said that she she got what she deserved, that's fucked up right there. Like that shit fucking my mind up right now. Cause what mama would say that about her daughter, about her child. Man, my mama be ready to kill a motherfucker. I say you know what I'm saying? Shit. I say this. Like, 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 like that 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 got to fuck a kid up. So all this, you coming and you seeing all these things and people are not believing you. Yeah. Not fuck people, your mama not believing you and yeah. condoning it. Yeah. She's still with him to this day. <laughs> So do years. you think do you think your mother is scared of your father? Um, I heard a lot of stories about my mother. When I run into you know older people their age, when I run into them, um, they say a lot of good shit about my mom from back in her time. How feral she was. She was a queen pin back in her time. She went to prison. Um, so at the end of the day, I don't think she's scared. I think over the years she ended up losing herself inside of him so what i think she became insecure she gained weight she lost her teeth you know different stuff like that so i think she became insecure to the point where she felt like she wouldn't be able to get anyone else so she just she stayed or or she could just be sick in her fucking head and not care because she so she still she to this day right now she's still with the same man from when you was a kid doing all these things going on. My father, yeah. Love him, sleeping with him right now. Uh, my father. Married. I'm 36 and they've been together 40 years. They've been married 36 years and been together a total of 40 years. Yeah, she's still laying next to him every night. Yes. So it got to be a lot of hurt that's going on inside y'all family that's making this dysfunctional and it comes from it stems from your it seems like your dad your dad fucked y'all family up mm. and yes. you know <laughs> I blame your mama but I don't blame your mama because I know how men can be so manipulative to a female you know what I'm saying yeah. but I'm gonna turn all the fingers at your dad at your dad you know what I'm saying and it's fucked up you know um Man, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't know, I couldn't, I would fuck my daddy up. But getting old right now, and I'll be thinking about what the fuck this nigga did me, I'll fuck him up. I'm not telling you to go fuck him up because, you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> know, just saying what I would have did, know. you know, what the I would have did, you know. has crossed my mind um, on more occasions than one. Um, yeah. Really, really frequently, um, these last eight years, like, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. I know, him. and I, and, and that, that, that brings me on to, not only did your dad molest y'all, but I heard you have a brother that's doing life right now. I do. I heard that your daddy caught a charge or something, and it was a little petty charge. And Michelle Thuff, to be exact. He, and he called, and he, and he said he know about a murder. Yeah. 
and he and he and he and he got out of jail with that information and sent his son to prison for life. Yeah, so free to real, free EV. <laughs> That's my baby. I've been carrying that nigga on my back for the last eight years. Um, so they had moved back to Georgia. They had left. They left Georgia, moved to Charlotte, left Charlotte, went back to Georgia, and um, my brother. He out of all ten of us, I swear, like he was different. He was different. He had eyes. You look into his eyes, you fall in love with him. Like he he wasn't a grimy person. He went to work. He came home. He'd give a motherfucker his shirt off their back. You know what I'm saying? And if I tear up a little bit, I'm, I can hear it in my voice. Nah, tear up. Nah, nah, listen, listen, listen. Coming on Big Thuggin. Thuggin is taking hardship using God's gift in spite of negativity. A lot of people might see the thuggin and be like, oh, it's another street. No. It's all about becoming a better person. Right. In spite of the negativity and the negative stuff that's going on with us now and in the past. Right. You know what I'm saying? So however you're feeling, that's 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 real emotions. You're supposed to let it out. Let it out. You know what I'm saying? Because that is your therapy. A lot of people say you have to go um talk to this person, talk to that person. Nah, you're talking, you're letting it out. You don't have to go sit and be with nobody and pay them, you know what I'm saying, to get things out. You can let it out, man. You can let it out with yourself. You feel me? And that's the release. So, you know what I'm saying? If that's how you feel, man, let it out, man. Sometimes you have to let it out. It makes you stronger when you cry. I cried on TV. And a lot of people try to say, oh, you weak, you weak. But that was a release that I needed to let out in front of millions of people. And I'm a man. So, but I felt relieved when I let it out. You holding on to a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Talking to you off of this phone. It's it's a lot on you, man, being a woman. And you still going through stuff. And people don't understand that we are going through things, man, with all this shit that's going on in the world on top of that. You feel me? So we 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 got the we got the Learn to, to listen to people sometimes, man, because sometimes you might be the only person that saved them from going that extra mile to killing themselves, killing somebody else, or whatever it may be. You feel me? Right. So I just want you to know, sis, we here for you, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody in the comments, you know, like, like, like this is your support system. Right. You feel me? I appreciate so you have a lot of people that's rooting for you. I'm quite sure a lot of people gonna follow you. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you're going to get through this, man. Just just stay focused. And like I say, you can stop when you want to stop, sis. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready, bro. Because your, your past, your past, it don't determine who you is right now because you're a changed person that made you stronger. Right. You know what I'm saying? And your story is going to be somebody else's glory. You're going to be able to help somebody else. Right. You know, because there's a lot of people that's going through and don't know how to release it. Right. Right. You showing them how to release it. You feel me? And right. your life is gonna be better. Your life is better. Right. Because you you you're an entrepreneur, you're successful now. You're not doing none of the things that your anger caused you to do back then. Right. You are a whole new woman. Yeah. You just got a story. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and let it out, man. You feel me? Thank y'all. I appreciate it. So um like I was saying, um, my brother, he had uh, just turned 21, I believe. 
he ne had never been in trouble a day in his life. Never. If you put a picture in front of me of all my siblings, I will be able to tell you which one was capable of the charges and murder wouldn't have been one that he was capable of. So my father, you know, I, well, my sperm donor, because he's not my father, but um, my sperm donor, um, he got arrested in Gwinnett County down there in, in Georgia uh, for retail theft. And um, he sat in jail maybe a good week or so. And they took him to, he did a speedy trial down there. I don't know if, if all y'all are from Georgia or wherever y'all from, but in Georgia, they have options for speedy trials. So with speedy trials, um, they took him to court and they were only going to give him a year. Instead of him doing a year for the retail theft, um, he reached out to DeKalb County. He told them to reach out to DeKalb County because he had information on a murder. Now, to give you a little background as far as the murder, um, he had came across these, these guys from New York down there. He hooked up with them, whatever his deal was with them. He had my little brother take these guys to buy weed from his friend. They went to buy the weed, but instead of purchasing the marijuana from them, from him, he killed, they killed my, my brother's best friend. My brother didn't know these guys. He had never met these guys before anything. So when he gets locked up for the retail theft, he has them call DeKalb County and tell them he has information on a murder. And they let him out. He didn't have to do the year for the retail theft, but they came and got my brother. My brother wasn't lying when he told them he didn't know what happened. He didn't know the guy's names. He didn't know anything because had it not been for my father, he would have never been put in that situation. So here your father striking again. Mm -hmm. He not only a child molester, but he also a snitch. Yes. He also cutthroat. He also will sacrifice his own kids for his own life. It's usually the other way around. You know what I'm saying? But it's like your daddy hates y'all. It's like he he don't love his kids. Yeah. Yeah. My mother made excuses for years because he comes from a dysfunctional background. And at the end of the day, I used to tell her that I don't make it right. <laughs> like, because of what he went through as a child is why he was supposed to be different for us. You know what I'm saying? I used to tell guys that I'm in a relationship with, you know, that you can't break my heart. You know what I'm saying? My heart's already been broken. My father was the first person to break my heart. So at the end of the day, this is the shit that we were subjected to growing up. So a lot of my other siblings, this is normal for them. It's normal because they don't see the wrong and what's going on here. Every day, my brother been in prison eight years. Every day that he's been in there, it bothers me to the point where I want to hurt him. I want to do something to him. And you know what? My brother is so strong. Never been in trouble before. And he's so strong. He asked me to forgive him. He asked me, he begged me, sis, can you please forgive him? And I'm like, why? I don't want to. I can't. Every day you spend in there, I can't forgive him. 
I can't. You know what? Morally is a fucked up situation, right? I'm a firm believer of Jesus Christ, you know, and um, God allowed his toughest soldiers to go through the toughest things, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel like you are one of the chosen ones. You feel me? You have to forgive him and be better than him. You see what I'm saying? Now, any one of us on here say, tell on him, snitch on him, go kill him, go do this. That's the wrong advice. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, those kids that you got have to suffer. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you got to think about your family. You know what I'm saying? Before you go to dealing with your emotions. Mm -hmm. I always tell people it's facts over feelings. Our feelings will make us do some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't operate on your feelings. You got to operate on facts. And the mm -hmm. facts of the matter is, if you act out on your feelings, it's consequences. No matter how morally right you may seem. You yeah. feel me? So I would advise you to forgive him. You know, I'm not saying forget about it. You feel me? But forgive him. Because if you don't, it's going to hinder your blessings. Mm -hmm. It's going to hinder the good things that God got in store for you. Yeah. You know, we don't suffer in vain. You know what I'm saying? We suffer for gain. You know right. what I'm talking about? So, right. so, so you telling your story today right now, I guarantee you, you have people on the other side of the camera probably crying because they going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you letting them know that they're not alone. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I started my podcast to control the narrative. You have these vloggers and these bloggers that only care about content that's going to create revenue. Right. I don't. I want to create platforms and I'm creating a platform where people can live in their truth. Right. I'm not going to be the one to put a, a, a caption up and make people think it's something that it ain't. Nah, this is people's lives, man. This is real life mm -hmm. stuff that's going on. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not about to play with nobody's life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I can to help you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I can't, I can't. But mm -hmm. I'm quite sure there's a lot of people that's watching who are going to reach out, you know. And that's where it starts, man. We have to uplift each other. We have to be there for each other. You know what I'm saying? We are all one, but we don't know it. Until we become aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I went through a lot of stuff, man. And I used to have a lot of bitter hatred against a lot of people that did me wrong. To this day, I'd be like, man, man, man. But I know God. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Only because I know God, I know how to deal with the hurt, the pain, the letdown. You know what I'm saying? Everything that people that did me wrong about and still continue to do me wrong about. Mm -hmm. All because I know God, I let it go. That's the only reason. So, you say you know God, you know what I'm saying? And that's your strength, man. You got to continue to, 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 to build on your faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. You know what I'm saying? And let it out. Let it go, man. Don't never be... Because when you hold it in, pressure busts pipes. You know what I'm saying? When you hold this stuff in, 
one of your kids might come in there and, and stump your toe. And you've been holding in all this other stuff that don't have nothing to do with that toe stump. Yeah. You fuck around and let that pressure out on your kid and bam, your kid mm -hmm. come. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to, you know, let it out, man. And you're doing a good job at that, yeah? You know what I'm saying? You know, Thank so you. your dad, pray for him. You know, pray for him. Um, We're going to move on. Now, with all this dysfunction that's going on, man, you also talked about how you have another brother. You have another brother. And I believe that all of this stuff is going on because of, once again, your dad. Mm-hmm. To where your siblings are not walking in love with each other. You know, it's mm -hmm. jealousy, it's envy, it's hatred. It's, the, the kids are fucked up. I'm mm -hmm. just going to say it like that. You know what I'm saying? And y'all just, you just had an incident, a situation um, with one of your brothers. Mm -hmm. Started like some Cain and Abel shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Would you yeah. do you want to talk about that situation without talking about too much, and um, let the people know like how your father just got the whole family just fucked up? We were kind of like raised in like competition with each other. You understand what I'm saying? Um. My mother and father tend to take more to whichever child is doing something for them. Because it all boils down to, a lot of the shit boils down to money, them being money hungry. You know what I'm saying? So if at this moment I'm financially taking care of them and looking out for them and shit like that, they on my side. So if I go through something with one of the siblings, because I'm financially, you know, breaking my neck for them at this moment. Oh, they're going to ride against the other sibling with me. Because I'm yeah. financially doing for them. You know what I'm saying? So, as far as the situation that just happened with my brothers, um, without really getting into much deep and depth detail, one brother is a fuck up. He can't get his life together to save his life. He's jealous of the other brother because the other brother is successful at whatever it is he, he does. He's successful. Yeah. And the other brother um, did something to, to hurt the other brother. And instead of the mother and father, because we're all, we're all their kids, instead of them being by the side of the one that is hurting, it's like they're standing behind the other one that did the fuck shit. The grimy fuck, like you said, Cain and Abel. So if y'all know Cain and Abel's story, then y'all know kind of, sort of, y'all can put this shit together and figure out what it is that, that was done. So me being who I am, because I'm big on loyalty, I live by morals and values and principles. Me being who I am, you know, I reacted. Yes, I do love all my siblings, but when you do some fuck shit like this, that right shit, is right, wrong is wrong. It hurt to the core that you could even do something like this to your own brother. How right. could you do something like this to your own brother? 
And it hurt me to the point where I reacted in a way that I wish I would have thought before I acted. But, you know, that's neither here or there. It is what it is, you know. But they raised us in comp to be in competition with each other. My sisters are so jealous and envious. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't fuck with nobody. You know what? It seemed like it should be. Like, when you have a big family, you would think, that it'll be love, like, like, man, it should be love, like we 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 here for each other. But how can it be love when the foundation of what love's supposed to be is not solid? Is this the, first of all, your mom and your dad dysfunctional from the get go? Mm -hmm. You know, not only that, bring in ten kids without having their shit together, without really walking in love with each other. So y'all never even seen what real love is. Never. Only thing y'all seen was justification when a motherfucker fucked up, when, when yes. oh, he did that, well, she shouldn't have did this. So it's like a blame game. Y'all whole, whole family is blaming. You did this. You the reason this. You the reason that. Yeah, da, 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 da. It wouldn't have did this if you wouldn't have did that. So that'll fuck people up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Man, I think that you're doing a, a, a wonderful job knowing the things that I know that you have endured. You know, um, I heard you say something about adoption. Um, I want I wanna I wanna bring it back a little bit. You know, for, for for a young lady, you know, you had four kids. You said you gave one of them up for adoption. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the child since then? Only on since pictures. You gave it up? Only on pictures. Um, it was a supposed to be a closed adoption, but the family, um, she's up with a white family in Utah. Um, they um decided to keep the adoption open so she'll be 16 on the 24th of october so um i've seen pictures she writes letters um so she knows who i am she you know she's so you, not talk, you talk with her you talk to her we don't physically talk but as far as like letters and pictures and stuff back and forth i have to send my letters and stuff to the adoption agency and then they send it to them um, they send everything to me that they take to the adoption agency. So for her birthday, uh, two years ago, um, she got me a pair of birth her birthstone earrings and a necklace to match it. So um, she says when she turns eighteen, she wants to come see me. But so right do you now, want? Do you want after knowing what you know now, being established? Do you want your daughter back? I do. You know why, Turk? Because I had three kids after her. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't So she was the first one? No, I had three kids after her. So I, it's a total of seven altogether. Okay. So um So it's three before her. She in the middle. Yes. Okay. And then it's three after her. So, you know, me having three kids after her, it makes me question my decision because the sole reason that 
I, I made myself believe that I did the adoption was because I couldn't take care of her. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't. But you, now you're taking care of six. Well, my all my kids are really grown, but I got two kids that are with my parents. They've been with them since they were born because I went to prison and had my two kids in prison. Yeah. So those are the two that they have custody of. But other than that, yeah. So my oldest technically in my house is 15. So they're 21, 19, 18, and 15. Damn. 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 And you gave her up the middle child, but had three after her. I had three after her. Yeah. So did, do you think, do you think your mind just was in a a, a, a confused space, like to where, damn, I'm having another child. What, what what can I do? I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just I'm, trying to see like your I'm mind state, like her. where you was at mentally. Where, where, where was you at mentally to make you want to just say, Enough is enough. I can't. I got three. I can't. I, you know, like I'm. I'm. I'm kind of like. I'm a little confused. I got I three. Savor. What's one more? Like I got I three already. Savor. I, I wanted to savor. Like the first three kids that I had, I was so young. I told y'all earlier on, I was 13 when I got pregnant. By the time I was 17, I had three kids. So. My my parents, because I was so young and I was under their roof, my parents, they would abuse me. They would turn my kids against me. They would put me out, wouldn't let me take my kids with me. So when I got pregnant with her, I wanted to save her. I didn't want to bring her into everything that was already going on within the family. And so that's what you thought. You thought by doing that, you were saving her. I did. So okay, after after when she got adopted, and what about the other six though? Like so, like like where you at like mentally with the other six at this time when you had three more after her? So um, after her, so she was born in okay okay two thousand four. So two thousand five, um, I get into a relationship. My baby's dad's from. Uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, Hurricane Katrina happens. He comes to Atlanta. We get together. Um, I have a child to him. So we were together. We were happy. We were in a relationship. He ends up going to prison. Fucking with my father. <laughs> fucking with my father. So um, my baby's dad goes to prison for armed robbery. The day that I go in labor with our daughter. And your dad ain't go to jail this time, did No, my baby's dad didn't ride on him. Nope. Nope. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, my baby's dad go to jail the same day I go in labor with my daughter. And I think I was in love with him so much, you know, and, and I was happy during that pregnancy. You know, when I had Robin, her name's Robin, but they changed her name to Sadie. Um, when I had her, I didn't have any attachments to the pregnancy at all because I was living with them with my three kids and they, I, like, it was just a lot. It was a lot. It was, it was draining. It was a lot. So there was no type of attachment to her pregnancy versus when I get pregnant a year later with Tanaya, 
and I was with her father the whole entire time and we were happy, you know, so at the end of the day, it was like, I wanted tonight. I was in my own place by then because up, up until having all three of those kids, I didn't have, never have own place. I always lived with them and then they would put me out and I would be sleeping on the streets and from pillow to post. And they always took my kids from me. I was never allowed to have my kids. They always yeah. took them from me. So when I get pregnant with Tanaya and I, I get my own place, you know, I, I'm starting my own family. They give me two of my children back out of the three. The oldest boy, they didn't give him back. So now I have those, my two children and the baby that I just had. So now I have my own little family now. But then life happens again, and my baby's dad get 10 years, and I get knocked back down again. Yeah. Damn. Damn. So, you did some time. I did? You did some time. So, at the time when you did time, um, you, of course, I know you could talk about it. Um, yeah, what la what landed you? What landed you in prison when you wind up getting your time? And um, where was you at at that, at, at that time? You know, at that moment, like what, what what happened when that happened? Um, so my brothers, two of my brothers, um, they were gang affiliated at the time. Um, some shit popped off at the school down there, reading school, and um, my mom put them out. She didn't want them in her home anymore. Um, so I took them in. I'm like 19, 20, and I took in my two little brothers. And um I took them in, and like I said, at that time I was getting high, I was snorting coke, I was popping pills, I was partying, prime time, all that. I was in prime time every night. I had a routine. <laughs> Me and my squad in there. We're gonna pop a couple digits, we're gonna snort a couple lives, and we're gonna turn the fuck up. So I was never yeah. home. I was always in the streets. I ripped and ran, and my brothers were in my home. And they were taking my guns. Like I said, I had a bunch of guns. And they were taking my guns, and they were hitting licks. They were doing robberies that I knew nothing about. So um, I cut my baby's dad up. I Okay, so I ended up getting pregnant to somebody else. And my baby's dad that I said that introduced me to the coke. I ended up cutting him up and um, I went to the county jail on Memorial Drive. I went and did like three or four months. When I came home, my house was a mess. Like it was just so much going on. All of these robberies had already transpired. I was in jail. They were just using my guns. So when I get home, I'm, I'm ready to clean up. I've been in jail three months. I want to clean up. I want to, you know, stop getting high. You know, I told my baby's dad, if he can't stop getting high, we can't be together. None of that. So I don't know until I went to jail for cutting him up that I was pregnant. And I was actually pregnant with twins. So um, now I know I'm pregnant. I can't get high no more. I'm not going to do that to the baby. You know what I'm saying? So when I came home from jail, I told my brothers, like, listen, I'm getting ready to find a new house. I'm ready to go. I'm tired of the shootouts and all that shit like that. I'm just tired of everything. I'm tired of all the niggas hanging in my house. It's a couple rappers that's in the industry now that were kids back then. They were young back then that slept on my couch, that hung in my house. You know what I'm saying? So 
Um, I clean up. I get my carpet and stuff shampooed. And it was the Super Bowl year. I want to say the Indiana Colts and the Bears was playing that year. I want to say that's who it was. So they wanted to have a Super Bowl party. And I said, no, no. Well, I take something for pain. I go upstairs, me and the kids lay down. I wake up, cops everywhere. What's going on? Chill, don't say nothing. A gang of niggas in my house. And I can speak about it now because it's done and over. We already yeah. went to jail for it. So they robbed Pizza Hut. <laughs> they yeah. robbed Pizza Hut. Okay? Yeah. They got 12 fucking dollars and about eight pizzas from Pizza Hut. And pieces ran. of 12, 12 dollars and eight pieces. Dang. So that's the first robbery. So, okay. Not even a week later, another robbery takes place. And when I came downstairs and found out where they went to go, the person they were going to rob, that was my nigga. I fucked with him. He was my homie. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, y'all doing that shit around here. He going to connect that shit and come here. Nah, y'all not putting me and my kids in that type of predicament. So I went and walked up on the robbery thinking they would stop the robbery because I was there and they didn't. They didn't. So that's the second robbery that took place. So after the robbery goes down, I want to say maybe three or four days later, they showed up to my house and they had warrants for all of us. So my one brother's baby's mom, she set up the robberies from her phone. They got her number, traced it back to her, went to the school. She runs from the school that don't know they following her, bring her to my house. They go in my mailbox, pull my name. Now they, they do a whole investigation. They come and get us. So I got sentenced to 10 years in prison for not writing because I had nothing to do with none of the robberies. Damn. So you 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 kept it G, I which did. you know the code of the streets. You know what I'm saying? That's how we got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Your time in prison, you kept it G. Mm -hmm. The people that you kept it G with, did they keep it G while you was in prison? No. Well, as far as in the in prison or out here on the street. Now, nah, did they keep it G? Wait, did all y'all get locked up or did? One, Some of us, one other one got locked up. One other brother got locked up. He got 15 years. Um, he came home angry in prison with an S on his chest for some odd reason. You know, we okay now. We cord you from this, but he was angry when he came home from prison and he was jealous because I came home from prison and I kind of got my life in order. I started accomplishing certain things. And he so he, had, he, he, he not looking at the fact that he could have got more time if you would have snitched. You doing time with him. You ain't have shit to do with it. He mad at you because you doing your shit. I was fucking a female guard. I was fucking a female guard in the county jail, right? I had a, a, a girlfriend. You know Wait, you were doing what? I was fucking with a female guard when I was in you, the you, you, what, what Was y'all having sex? No, because it wasn't no really no way that you could do it without getting caught. So we were just, you know, like touchy feely shit like but that. But is it is it is it is it is it possible to 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 have sex with female gods, male gods, whoever you choose to have with Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Very possible. That shit happens all the time. Yeah. Very possible. Very, yeah. very possible. Okay. So um 
on my days that we were supposed to go to court, see, what my lawyer was doing was trying to get our cases tried separately because I had six counts on, at the beginning of my situation when I was arrested, I had six counts of, six counts of armed robbery, um, burglary, kidnapping, and murder, okay? Um, so that's, that was the start. I, I never got a bond when it took months for them to give me a bond. When they finally did give me a bond, my bond was, I think, $75,000 cash only. So, um, he, he was trying to like separate himself from me, you know, and I couldn't understand for the life of me. So what I did was I had the guard that I was fucking with my female guard put us on a transport bus together for court. And that day she put us on a transport bus together. I asked him, I said, yo, bro, listen, my lawyer said I can go home scot-free. All you got to do is write a statement and tell them I didn't have nothing to do with nothing. That nigga looked at me and said, sis, if I write a statement clearing your name, I'm going to implicate myself. And I looked at him and I said, fuck it. Let's take this ride. Let's take so your ride. brother, I mean, I could, I could kind of like understand, but then it's a fucked up situation for him to come home mad and jealous of you when you could have fucked him all on top of him not wanting to cut you loose. But I understand him not, you know, like incriminating himself. I can understand that. But he deliberately drove into my car in January. And I, I, anything I say is facts. I don't do no cap and putting on or anything like that. So I still couldn't understand for the life of me. Like, nigga, I lost my kids. You know what I'm saying? And I was pregnant with twins at the time, which one of the twins ended up dying. But I'm like, how in the fuck can you be angry and mad and jealous at me? And this is a picture of my car. This was back in January when he hit my car. Drove into my car. I drive an Audi A8. Yeah. So he just he just he just ran into the car while the car was parked or was you in it? My car was parked and we were um we were in um my mother's house. They had a car game and I was there at the car game. And he was losing, and he was angry. He was angry because he was losing, and he got to talking big shit, and, you know, he's talking heavy to me, so I'm drinking a little bit, and I start back talking like, nigga, the shit you talking, that shit ain't nothing. You talking about this? Nigga, I make that in the fucking hour. You know what I'm saying? And one thing led to another. We got, you know, almost got physical with each other to the point he they put him out, and he leaves out, and all, all I hear is boom. So y'all got a lot of envy, jealousy, like, man, it shouldn't be like that. Go back to your dad, you know. Um, I'm going to have respect for your dad because that's your dad, but in the real world, like, he's a fucked up individual, you know. Um, the kids have to bear that burden. The kids have to, you know, like, go through what y'all going through right now as adults. So as adults, right now, from all the trauma that y'all went through, y'all do not get along like y'all should, mm -hmm. even being grown right now. Y'all are really separated. Y'all don't fuck with each other. Like, uh, how, 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 how that go? How, how, you know, are you cool with any of your siblings today? Um, no. <laughs> 
Now, nah. my one sister, she's on here now. The one that was 12 years old when my father did that, I called her. We haven't spoken in like a year. Was she on here? She watching us? She's watching us because I called her because I wanted to let her make her work because she's on my Instagram. So I didn't want her to see me on here and didn't click on at the time I'm speaking about You know what? If, if, if the sister, if you're on here right now and I would like to do it if y'all would want to do it. You know, you said you haven't talked to her? I called her before I got on and let her know that I was coming on here to do this and I was going to speak about, you know, I was telling our story. Because I can, I can bring her on here with you if y'all want, if she want to do that. You know, um, you like sure I say, I'm all about, I'm all about bridging the gap, bringing peace, you know, oh, unity. You know, see if she's still there. Doing my part, man, as, as, a, as, a, as a human being. If she want to get on, you know, she could come on. And I would like to see y'all just forgive each other, man. Just, you know, at the end of the day, y'all y'all blood. Y'all related. I don't know if she's still on here or not. She's not answering her phone. I called her on Facebook because I don't have her number. Okay, don't worry about it. She's not on. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's just not meant to be. But like I say, sisters, y'all are welcome to come on. And, you know, if y'all want to tell y'all part, we can make it a part two, part three. You know, if y'all want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you're doing a great job, man. I don't think you're tearing anybody down because I'm quite sure it's some emotions that way you really can, like, be hated. And, and, and heated and hated, you know what I'm saying? But you're not right. doing that. You know, you're being, you're being very strong and respectful, you know. Um, okay, so so all this stuff going on, you know what I'm saying? Now you're in prison. Hey, hold on, Turk. Uh, do you want to come on, Turk? Want to know if you want to come up here and speak real quick? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, what am I going to say? <laughs> I mean, it's not about talking about nothing. He asked me if I talked to any of my siblings, and I said no. I said, but you're the only one that I have just recently. You know, I reached out to you to tell you what, you know, the podcast was going to be about. So I didn't want you to, you know, hear about it, you know, at a no surprise or anything. Because he asked me if I talked to any of my siblings, and I told him no. <laughs> Okay. So, if she want to, you know, she don't have to. He said you don't have to if you don't want to. No, I'm good. I was just getting ready for work. Um, let me. I'm combing my hair down. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'll join. How do I join, sis? Okay, come back. Tell her she just live. send a request, and, and she's gonna be on with me and you. Okay. All right. All right. That's good, y'all. So the sister about to come on. You know, um, but I like to see y'all have a big family reunion and. Your daddy need to it be a man. It'll never work. It'll never nah, work. Nah, that's the thing. The law of attraction. Yeah. If y'all just, just sit down, the family, I'm going to send you a link when I get off here. I don't know if you ever watched The Secret. You know what I'm saying? But it's this this documentary called The Secret. And I, I actually got the book right here. You know what I'm saying? The law of attraction is so real, man. Like, we become what we focus on. So if you're saying never, it's never going to be never, you know. But if you're saying, I'm going to fix this, it's sort of like the story of Joseph. You you familiar with the story of Joseph in the Bible? Mm-hmm. How his brothers sold him into slavery. They lied up mm-hmm. on him. They hated on him. They did all this. They did all that. But God sent him ahead of them to save their life mm-hmm. because it was a famine that came, mm-hmm. you know. 
I think you might be the Joseph of y'all family. You know what I'm and saying? And I think that too. Like when my life did start changing, I was the outlet. I was the I was the one to break the chains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but oh my God. I think you can, but you're gonna have to walk by faith and not by what you feel. Mm -hmm. You know, so right now this is a start. Your mm -hmm. sister says she want to come on. What's her name? Natisha Lene, I believe that's her name. Okay, this is a start. Your sister coming on here, you know. She got to um accept it. There you go. Hey, sister. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. Get How you ready. doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Well, hold up. Yeah, yo. Nah, yeah, yo. You, you can stay on. Yeah, yo. Where you at? Yeah, yo. You got to come back. Yeah, yo. Don't have to get off. Yeah, where you go, sis? Yeah, she tell her to come back on. I can have both of y'all on. I can have both of y'all on here. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, both of y'all can come on. Okay. Yeah, both of y'all can be on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Y'all look alike too. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, now y'all now y'all look like y'all happy now. Y'all look y'all look <laughs> like y'all happy. Is that a front for the camera? Uh uh what, no, what's going I on? I miss her. I miss her. <laughs> so so when the last time you, you hugged your sister? It's been over a year. We fell out about a year ago. My our, our, my mom raised us to hate each other. Um once I'm the one that got molested at twelve. And um, she hated me and blamed me. And she taught the little ones, because I didn't meet them until I was like 10. My grandma raised me. So when I met them, I, I just loved them. They were all so cute. I, I just wanted siblings. I was raised by myself. So when I met my sisters and brothers, I just loved them. But at 12, when her husband came home from jail, he touched me. And when I finally told her, she was in denial and she blamed me. So she talked about me real bad to all of my siblings. And it made them grow up hating me because they didn't understand. Like my sister said, they did not understand. They thought I came in out of nowhere and I, I tried to, you know, destroy their family. So it's, it's ugly. But Wait, now, hold up. Hold up. You came in, destroyed their family. So are you adopted or are you, that's your mama? That's, that's my mom. I'm the third. You came out of her womb? Yeah, she birthed me. So, 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 so when you say destroyed their family, that's your family. Why you say their family? Because I'm the oldest to my father. I'm the oldest. So me on down, the seven of us, those are the ones my mother raised. The three above me, which she's right above me. Our birthdays are actually eight days apart. She's right above me. She didn't. My mother didn't raise her first three kids. She actually dropped her off on a porch in a car seat, and her grandmother raised her. So, so this is like her, a... So I was like nine, ten. I didn't meet her until I was like nine, ten. Okay, so this is like, and you said you had kids and then somebody else raised your kids. So 
is this like a, a, a pattern that going on with, with all the girls in the family? Like everybody got somebody raising somebody in the family because yeah. of dysfunction? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Damn. Yeah. It messed me up that she said, your mama said, I thought I made y'all hate her because she was messing up y'all family when y'all are family. Yeah, but she didn't raise it. She didn't raise the, her kids like that. So when we came back, because we weren't her husband's kids, and because he did that to me, we weren't loved like they were. And they were half loved, you know? So it's like, we were the outcasts. The, I'm the black sheep. You see what I'm saying? And because I sent their dad to jail, you know, in, in their mind, they're kids. They don't understand. All they hear is the chatter, you know, amongst the, the, the grownups. And it was acceptable because... My, my uncle touched her and some other stuff happened, you know, and my mom's husband, he raped her cousin and did some other stuff. Like he's a pervert. He's been doing this before they even got married. So she said, I do knowing what type of man that he was. And he destroyed so many lives. It's, it's, it's sad from us that his, even his two, his other daughters that are his daughters. He, he, he tried to pay my, my one sister to take some naked pictures. She was 15. He touched on my other sister. Now she's strung out on, on wet. So I'm not the only one. And this lady ended up renewing her vows. And these people sat around and, and, and celebrated them renewing their vows um, after he's done and destroyed so many lives, even my brothers. You know, like you said. He molested the boys too? No, he didn't touch the boys, but I'm talking about just playing them against each other. And like Anya said, you know. This man is a monster, man. He a monster. He's, he's a fucking monster. He making me want to kick his ass. <laughs> like, like for real. That, 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 that's, that's fucked up, man. Don't get him. Get, you know why? Because everybody that he's done wrong, they're going to grow old. And they're going to be sick and whatever it is that, that God cast upon them. And I'm here. I'm one place away from my bachelor's degree. My sister has her own business. A lot of us, yay! After these two places, I got my capstone. I'll have my bachelor's in psychology. So everything that happened to me, I am going to be helping other women that are broken and went through similar situations. So it made me stronger. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, domestic violence. Um, shelter. I'm on my way to work now. I gotta be there by three, so I'm here. Man, I love your spirit, man. Hey, this is what I want to know. Okay, can y'all too? Cause y'all seem like y'all very strong, and I met I met China too. You know, y'all seem like y'all very strong. Don't y'all know y'all can change this? Y'all can't change what he did, but y'all can make it better for y'all kids, Absolutely. so they can grow up knowing that knowing their relatives and not have to live what y'all live. It starts with a changed mind. Once you change your mind, you change your life. So y'all two being on here today, can y'all keep in touch with each other? I'm talking about to the point where, look, sis, don't say what can't happen because this wasn't supposed to happen. This wasn't planned. But look, we all here together. So this is how God worked, man. God worked in mysterious ways. So I believe that y'all can stay in contact with each other. And bridge, and bridge the gap. Fuck what your dad did. Don't, 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 don't dwell on it. Let it go. Forgive him. Move forward and make y'all kids life better because y'all made a decision to say, you know what? I forgive you. This made me strong. I'm going to help somebody else. And start at home first by helping y'all kids. Yep. 
because yes. you can't help an outsider if you can't help an insider that's exactly. right there with you. Right, right. That's that's and that's why I refuse. I am the opposite of of the dysfunctional, you know, family that that I'm related to. You know, I'm trying raising my kids. We moved out of the state. You know, we went through some things, and 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 life is good. God is good, and I'm just. I'm in a way better space. I, I separated myself. I told my sister, like, I, I just wish you would have separated yourself when I did, you know? And you nah, nah, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. See, that's got to, right there, mm -mm. y'all got to stop saying, I wish you would have did this when I did, I did, because now, like I say, is a new beginning. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, 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 so you can't, you can't brag and boast about what you did. Y'all need to do it together. But it just as, hurts. As, as, as strong black women, the new movement is we're going to move together. We are both successful. Let's continue this journey together. This my sister. We're blood. You know what I'm saying? It could be better. Our empire is better if y'all work together. I promise you. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. If y'all work together, y'all could be very, very, very successful and have a very successful family business. Yeah. Fuck the past because you can't change the past and you can't do nothing about the future. You only could do something about the present. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you for coming on here. And um, I want to hear an update on y'all, man, keeping in contact with each other, man, because both of y'all smiling, man. You know, y'all need to hug each other now. Yeah. I'm listening. Because out of all of them, like, I think... We had end up building the strongest relationship together. Like so the years that we finally did when we did merge together, we were good. When we were good, we were good. You know what I'm saying? So and the shit we kinda fell out over. It wasn't really nothing that strong. It's really some petty shit. You know what I'm saying? But when you raise Well, well, this is what I wanna know. Before you get off, before y'all get off, do y'all I want y'all to look Look at each other, and both of y'all apologize to each other and move forward, man. I can apologize. Can y'all do that in front of everybody that's watching? I apologize, and I love you, and I miss you. I apologize, sis. I miss you, and I'm your big sister, and I'm always here for you. That's why when you call, I'm all. You know I love you. You know I, I did your ponytails, girl. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's what's up. See, that's all it takes, man. That's all it takes. Like, we got to let our pride go, man. Listen, man. Like, the world the world is against us. We can't be against yeah. us. You feel me? So yeah. that's 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 a start. Man, y'all stick together, man, and build something and let no man separate it. Man, y'all are sisters. She the big sister. You the little sister. Y'all got to let y'all pride and egos go because guess what? That person that you made yourself to be is really not who you are. You know what I'm saying? We are spiritual beings, and that means we are one. You know what I'm saying? So one cannot not have the other. Yeah. You can't, the ear can't say, I don't want the nose, and the nose can't say, I don't want the mouth, when all of it worked together to form the body. So that's how you got to think. I'm proud of y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, 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 that makes me feel good right now. You know? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say something though. Um, you know, before I go, I love y'all. I'm gonna work. Um, you know, it's nothing wrong with. Uh, sometimes you have to go on a journey by yourself and re and rebuild yourself and find yourself again. And that's the journey that I'm doing. And now I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
So so y'all gonna keep in contact and y'all gonna take it slow, man. Man, look, man, we look, kick down yeah, them I, doors, I, like kick them doors down. I'm gonna be looking for my graduation ticket in the mail because I know <laughs> what she went through. You know, so the fact that she's getting ready to get her bachelor's, like I was there with her by her side when she got an associate. So now that she's accomplishing her bachelor's, I would love to attend her graduation. I would, and I can customize your graduation. Then you cap. There go. There go. There go. So that's what's up, man. I, pre I appreciate you, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to get back. We got to close this up with with with, with Yayo. And um, All right. you you're welcome to come on here anytime. You know what I'm saying? Like I say. You know, this is a this is a great moment, man. I'm glad y'all was able to mend y'all relationship and make sure y'all just stay in contact with each other, man. Yeah. Okay. See y'all. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, yo. See, yeah. see how God works. That's. Oh man. <laughs> you smiling like a motherfucker, man. That was. I up. miss it. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Like that's what's up. See, man, that's what's up. See, they don't, they don't, they don't make this type of shit go viral because they don't want relationships to get mended. They want us to be in strife. They want us to be in competition. They want us to be all the extra shit that don't bring us together in love. You know what I'm saying? So that's a start, man. And guess what? You can do that with each and every last one of your siblings. First, and when I think when the mama see the siblings coming together, maybe she'll be like, you know what, you got to go, nigga. Because as long as she see like a perfect finger, bam, 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 she can't see where it's wrong. At. See what I'm saying? When you perk fingers, three perking back at you, so you can't see where you wrong at. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Just continue to operate in love like you're doing right now. Because I guarantee you. Y'all are family. When everybody let their pride go, everybody gonna be smiling at the end of the day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Walk in love, like Keity Black said. That's my cousin. Just walk in love, man. That's all you gotta do. So, um, we're gonna move past all the drama. Now that, you know, you got that out, let the people know, you know, how you transitioned. You came home from jail. Um, now, now, let me back it up a little bit because I heard that you wrote a book. I heard that you wrote I a book. Did. <laughs> I heard that you wrote a book, you know what I'm saying? And I'm quite sure a lot of people want to buy your book. But what happened to the book? Because you told me something happened to the book. And like, goddamn. I've been sneaking, smoking a cigarette while I've been on here because I didn't want nobody to see that. But I'm going to take a puff real quick. <laughs> I'm about to open my hot fries. <laughs> I'm going to take a puff. Man, you can smoke that mall on here, man. It, you all right? Oh, all right. Yeah. So, prison. All right. Um, the brat, Shante Harris. Uh, the brat. The the singer, the brat. Yeah, the rapper. Okay. Um, we were like this in prison. We were pretty close. Um, we worked the same detail. Um. You wasn't allowed to smoke cigarettes inside the prison. So we wasn't allowed to smoke cigarettes inside the prison. So I did um, my security level because of the charges that I had, my security level was closed. So I was at the only maximum female prison they had, which was the Arendelle State Prison in Alto, Georgia. 
So from county, we were in county together. She didn't last long in county. She bonded right out. So it was only for a few hold hours. On, hold, hold, hold on. Babe, check the camera and see why Pinky barked. I know that's right. Go ahead. So um, when she gets sentenced, she comes to ends up in the same prison as me. So we're on the same block um, in D unit. It was called SMU. They called it SMU, which was uh, D unit because that's where like people were like, you know, violent charges and stuff. That's where they sent you to first. So we were on the same block and we would swap books with each other. So like when Jermaine Dupree was sent her, like he came out with his book, Diary of a Mongrel. Um, Snoop, the actor from The Wire, I think, yeah, she's from The Wire, right? Snoop from Baltimore. Yeah. When she came out with her book, like, we would swap books with each other. So the person that took care of me, my godmom, that um, took care of me in prison, um, she would send me books, the rat would get her books, and I, we would sw swap books with each other. So one day, um, we had got off our detail, and um, she didn't have nothing else to read. So she was like, damn, um, yeah, you got something for me to read. And I was like, B, I ain't got nothing. I said, everything I got on my shelf, you read already. So I was like, I only got one other book for you to read. And she was like, what is it? And I was like, it's the book about my life. And she was like, I want to read it. And I'm like, girl, I'm a pee in your pie. Like, you don't want to read my book about my life. You know what I mean? I'm nobody to you. She's a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't think she would want to read my book. But she insisted that I give her my book to read. So I gave her that my book that night for her to read it. And um, I ended up getting caught out of my cell at like four in the morning. So if you've ever been to prison, anybody on here that ever been to prison or jail, when they take you to court, or they transfer you or something, they come and get you like a thief in the night, you know? So they pull me out at four in the morning and take me to the front. And I'm like, what am I doing up here? And they're shipping me to another prison. Now, the reason why they're shipping me to another prison is because one of the baddest bitches in this prison, she had 15 years. She had already been locked up like 10 years. Um, she was fucking with me. My best friend was her girlfriend and she kept picking with me and she thought I was messing with Kiki and I wasn't in free Kiki. She's in there doing life on murder. Free Kiki, free Kiki. <laughs> so, um, Megan and Kiki were girlfriends, but Kiki was my best friend. Like we were inseparable. We did every fucking thing together. Everything. So Megan thought I was messing with Kiki and Kiki couldn't understand. She couldn't take the drama no more. So Kiki got shipped to another prison, which I think it was Pulaski. At that time, she got shipped to Pulaski. So now that Kiki's not there to be in the middle of me and Megan, um, Megan felt like she could fuck with me. So because I'm from up north, a lot of them bitches didn't like me down there. So I had to fight. You know what I'm saying? They would call me Philly. I'm not from Philly. I'm from Harrisburg. It's a difference. So the bitch came to my cell one night. And she wanted to fight me. And I, I was trying not to fight her. And she insisted. And she walked, ran up in my cell. And I whooped the bitch's ass. Oh, she <laughs> out of place. She all the way out of place. Yeah, I whooped her ass. I beat, beat her bloody. So we both went to the hole. Um, so the warden and, and the captain of the prison came to my cell the next day while I'm in the hole. And they told me to pack my shit. I was getting out the hole. They was happy that I whooped her ass because for 10 years, they had to put up with her shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Nobody Them bitches be cutthroat like that. Yeah, they, they were yeah. scared. Nobody wanted to, nobody would go up against her and her crew because all them bitches had like life and 15 and 20 years and shit like that. So these bitches been running shit for a long time. And here I come, you know what I mean? This little bitch from up north and I whooped her motherfucking ass. 
I yeah. got out of the hole. I didn't even sit in the hole 24 hours. She ended up sitting in there like six, seven months, somewhere like that. So what she did was she had her family reach out to Eternal Affairs and um, they put us under investigation. So I keep having to go meet with the Internal Affairs and shit like that. So because the investigation was getting so big because her family on the outside, when you got people on the outside fighting for you, they can get shit done. So because Thanks. the investigation was getting so big, and this man's a captain, and he's been at this prison for all these years, they had to lower my security level and ship me up out of there because right. they didn't want to suspend him or fire him or anything while the investigation was going. So they dropped my security level, and they shipped me to a minimum security place. Well, when they end up shipping me to the minimum security place, I end up escaping. I end up fucking around with another guard there, and she opened the doors and let me out. And you were fucking with them guards like a motherfucker, your jokes. <laughs> they get, they get, they get you what you want in that motherfucker. They don't. Hey, people on the outside don't understand. You know, I had a situation not to just get off the track when you know I told people I cheated on my wife, and it went very viral. You know what I'm saying? But people in prison understand that language. You know what I'm saying? People on the outside, common sense is not common sense to them. So they will think, oh, he must have did something with a man. Right, ain't no, right. Ain't no woman, you know, but, you know, you're a female. Nah, you them understand guards, that, but, especially yeah. in them jails in the Go South, ahead. them guards, them guards, <laughs> with the shit, you hear me? You, yeah. you might be yeah. scared to approach them on some shit like that, and they coming at you, and you looking like, wait, is this a fucking setup or something? So I end up escaping the minimum security camp that I was in. Um... I ran for like 20 months. I end up pregnant again. So when I get turned in by my cousin, by this time I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm set up. I'm moving in Charlotte. Your cousin is snitched on you. My cousin snitched on me, turned me in. I go back to prison. I give him the 20 months uh, back. So I end up doing a little over two years. The, the CAD County was waiting on me at the back gate when I finished out my sentence. I go now the lawyer that I had on my original case. I reach out to him. He come get me straight out of there. I'm fighting the escape charge now for two years on the street. So I'm coming, driving back and forth from Charlotte to Atlanta every fucking month for like damn near three years fighting the case till one day I show up to court and the judge is like, I don't have a case to even try. Like, I, I don't have no charges. Everything just magically disappeared. That was nothing but God. I never questioned it. I said from that point forward now, because that. With that over me, knowing that I escaped, I knew I was going back for a minimum of five to 10 years. So I couldn't really yeah. get my life together. I, could, I didn't have a direction for my life because I'm like, I'm not trying to really put the pieces together. And then I go back to prison. I didn't want to go through that. So um, I end up getting off of that, the escape. I'm free. Now I can start my life. So I reach out to Debrat on Facebook. And she act like, she didn't know who the fuck I was. And it bothered me. It like really bothered me because when we was in there, you were scared to pop sockets and shit. Wait, wait, wait. Who act like who wait, who act like they didn't know you? The Brett. You talking about the rapper the Brett? Yes, we were in prison together. Uh oh, she she did get some prison time. Yes. Look her up, Lee Arendelle State. Yeah, she did get yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because I'm hearing you saying, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm reaching out to her now that I got everything taken care of. I'm free now. I want to put my life together. I want to get my story out there. 
So I'm beating her down on Facebook, like, yo, B, what's up? It's me, it's yay, yo, Anya, you know, we was in Alto together. And she just act like she don't know me. And I'm sitting up here like, yo, we ain't got to be friends, none of that. Just let me get my book. That's all I kept asking her about. So the Brett wind up, the Brett wind up still having your book from when you let her read it. Yes. And when you when you when you contacted her on the outside, she act like she ain't know you, but you just trying to get your book from her. That's it. Like, I mean, you trying to holler at her, but if you don't know me, shit, I, I want my book. Yeah, like don't forget, I was the one popping those sockets for you when we was in prison. When I say pop a socket, we couldn't smoke inside the on the block. We weren't allowed to. We could only smoke outside. We would only get three smoke breaks a day. Down there in Alto, Georgia, the prison we was in, it'd be 116 degrees. So niggas ain't really going outside. You know what I'm right. saying? So I would pop a socket. So you pop a socket with either a pad or a tampon. You fluff it out. You take a full packet from the noodles and you, you tear that plastic off the inside. You fold them full sticks up, put them in the socket, slap them bitches together, and put you like your fire. cigarettes. You know what I'm saying? So and you didn't talk to these people slow. You didn't talk to these people slow. <laughs> yeah, so she was scared to pop sockets in there. You know what I'm saying? So I used to pop her sockets for her. So the fact that she's acting like she don't know who I am and stuff like that, it bothers me. Like, bitch, I used to sit there with you when you and Chelsea, me, you and Chelsea, that was her girlfriend in prison, some white girl named Chelsea. Wait, wait, the brat had a, a white girl in, in prison? The brat, the brat yes. was messing around with people in prison? Yeah, she, she dressed like she dressed like a stud. Her her prison uniform was like baggy and stuff like that, but she still wore makeup and she wore her hair and braids straight back. She always kept her hair braided. But yeah, she had a girlfriend in there. Her girlfriend was this little white girl named Chelsea. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to the Brett, man. You know what I'm saying? Making moves in the thing, man, you know. But you know, I I I I mess with the Brett, man, you know, um you know, they got a TV show out right now. Um, I don't know if you're aware of her. And um, uh, I think the real Big Judy, I believe, you know, they're together now. So um, if you had a chance to say anything to Brett, you know, um, what would you say to her? Like, you know, today, if you was to run into her today, like, do you still want your book? Uh, I mean, yeah, what, what would you say to her? If I seen her today, I would just say, listen, B, because we wasn't allowed to call her Debrat. They would put us in the hole for 24 hours if we called her Debrat. They said either call her Shantae Harris. I did what the fuck I wanted to do, so I called her B. But if I was to, was to see her today, I would just say, B, like, all I want is my book. That's it. Like Yo, Your book with, with your life story, which you've been my telling us today. My life story up until me going to prison. That's what my book was about, my life. So you just had one copy? You just had one copy? I didn't have nobody that I could send my book out to to type it up in, into a manuscript for me. I didn't have nobody on my So you had, you had, so, 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 I'm quite sure you probably had the yellow, the yellow pad, you know what I'm saying, the white pad. You know, the long, the long junk, because we didn't want the show. We had a long one. You know, I did almost 10 years in there. So you, when you give somebody that, that's, like, I trust you. Because I, I had a lot of stuff broke down. And I if I give you this, I trust you, because you're not giving that pad up to nobody. Mm -hmm. So that says a lot about that, that material that you gave her. And 
when you saw her, when you seen her, when you contacted her, she act like she didn't know you. Yeah. So, I mean, the book gone. I mean, if it, is it safe to say that your life story have to be wrote all over again? Because I don't think she got the book with her. I mean, what you think? You think she still got it? Uh, did she well, left it in the prison? Uh, what I've been doing since I've been home, I keep Googling like keywords and stuff from the book. Um, the title of the book and everything like that. I do go and Google it because like, you know, you can type in keywords and stuff like that and anything associated with those keywords will pull up. So what I do know is she didn't try to publish the book as her own or someone else's or anything like that. But if you left it in the prison, just tell me that. You know what I'm saying? If you, you threw it away, because a lot of people come home from jail and they want to forget everything that, you know, associated with them going to prison and they take and they throw everything away. You know, so... If yeah, I, I was away, able to do this in prison. But see, I, was I didn't able to, have nobody that I you know, trust enough to but send my see, shit it, it was a guy from... It was a guy from... Um, a guy from Chicago who had been on a compound and he was cool in the library. So I was able to write my book and I came home. I was able to put it on a PDF file. This is my movie. I was able to put it on a PDF file. I also wrote a book. And when I came home, I was able to publish my book. Okay. See what I'm saying? Now what I did, I had the paper just like you, but I had my wife who's I'm I'm married with now. Mm -hmm. I sent her out everything. And she kept good care of my stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that was the only person that I trusted. Mm -hmm. Now, having all this information where I'm making a lot of money off of these books, I actually made 600000 off of this book in the pandemic when it started last year. Wow. You know, So you can make a lot of money off of your book. You know what I'm saying? Right. I bought this house from my story of a book that I wrote in prison. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... I know how you feel about your life story, but I don't want you to give up. And I think it's it's it's, it's not as easy as it is when you're in prison to write the stuff down, you mm -hmm. know, but audio books, audio books, you can have your phone now, you can record yourself and just, you might need to start all over. You probably, it'd probably be better. You know, I think that's a, that's a lost cause. I mean, if you find it, that's God. But mm -hmm. reality of that situation is 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 gone. And if it's in the prison, no telling where is that. You know how news travel in the prison. You yeah. feel me? Um, you told your story today. You feel me? This is a start. You know, I think you got a hell of a story that'll change a lot of people's lives. You know what I'm saying? And um, mm -hmm. man, just just start all over, man, and 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 you know, make it better. Do your audio book. Do the physical. The paperback. Do the you 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 can do a um a ebook. It's just so many formats. You got so much access to stuff out here, and you also can get you a, a editor. You can get you a person that can sit down and listen to it, and they'll read and articulate it for you. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So you got a lot of more resources to tell your story. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, don't don't be mad about that. So how do you feel about the brand? Do you do you feel some type of way? Cause you know you 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 hold grudges and stuff. Do you <laughs> you know how you feel about that? You know what I'm saying? Um, I do. When I heard about her and Judy show, um, I tried to tune into it. 
but the person inside of me, I had to turn this shit off because it just bothered me because at the end of the day, you did three years. We were in prison together. So the fact that you, I didn't, I'm not asking you to be my best friend or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't respect her because you could have easily just put me off by saying you, 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 Left the book, you threw it away. Any of it'll that. give you closure. It'll yeah. give you closure from thinking where my book is. Yeah. So the way she went about it, I'm not too happy with her. I, I don't care for. Her. I used to have, you know, a lot of respect for. Her. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, when you in prison with somebody together, y'all share the same struggle, the same everything. You know. What you I'm know what? Like, we go. We go. We go. We don't try to mend that relationship as well with you and the brat. The brat, if you happen to stumble upon this interview um hope that you follow you know home girl she said y'all know each other she said one thing she wanted her book she wants some type of closure you know y'all make sure y'all at the brett i'm gonna upload this you know and maybe the brett will see it and reach out to you man and they probably just a big misunderstanding and she probably can help you you know what i'm saying you never know you feel me um anything else we need to know oh your sublimation business. Let's let's mm. let's tap into that because throughout all this stuff that you have went through, you could have came home being bitter, being mad about a lot of stuff. You had every right to just take it out on people, mm -hmm. but you took that energy and you turned it into something productive. And right. now you have your own business and you you're, you're an entrepreneur. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Talk about how that transition was from living a a life of getting money the easy way to getting it in a corporate way now. Um, I came home busting my ass working. Sometimes I had to work two to three jobs, you know, because I got to play catch up from being going away for so long. And then um, once I stumbled across, you know, a little bit of money, um, I said I wanted to do something with it, you know, because I was tired of working for people. Um, I had been teaching myself sublimation um, on a computer and stuff like that before I had even got into it. So I fell in love with it. Once I put the dumped the money into all the machines and the blanks and stuff like that, um, I just started going with it. My support wasn't what it needed to be here. <clears throat> Excuse me. My support wasn't what it needed to be in my city. Like, it's small, but everybody's jealous of each other. Everybody hates on each other, different stuff like that. So it's hard to try to come up here. Um, so what I had to do was I had to figure out another way. And what I ended up doing was I end up start teaching courses. I start selling classes. So I actually teach people how to get into doing sublimation, just anything with design and period, whether it's parties, chip bags, water bottles, all of that. I teach classes on that, T-shirts, all of that. And then, okay, so that wasn't enough. And then I said, you know what? I want to come up with something else. And that's when I came out with this. And this is um, my own sublimation paper um, to do sublimation on cotton, on cotton shirts. Okay. So, um, and, you know, it, it did pretty good, you know, but unfortunately, um, in July of this year. This is sublimation as well that I have on. And this is my best friend. He was murdered um, back okay. in July. So okay. um, when he got murdered, 
I had, you know, took my website down. And ever since he was murdered, it's just been something after something after something after something. And um, so, you know, I, I had took a break for a little bit from it because my focus wasn't there. But um, sublimation, I am the queen of sublimation. The queen. Okay. okay. So how can how can people get in contact with you if they want to um, join your class and if they want to purchase, you know, customized sublimation um items um they can inbox me here my actually i have um a website under maintenance right now um but you can hit me on instagram or you can um go on facebook i have my own facebook group um where i teach these crafts and stuff like that as my ace um crafts on facebook you can join my facebook group so Maya's blank underscore 21 on Instagram. Y'all can DM her if y'all try to get any sublimation blanks. Um, can you explain to them what is sublimation blanks? Because I'm quite sure a lot of people don't know what that means. They're probably thinking about bullets or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so this is part of the setup. I converted my downstairs into a warehouse of my house. Um, these are like sequin pillows. So this would be considered a sublimation blank. So if you were someone that customized, you would buy the sublimation blanks from me and you could um, heat press somebody's picture or anything on there. Um, these are like puzzles. I got notebooks. These are tumblers, um, uh, flares, wine boxes, uh, shot glasses. Uh, these are photo frames. So for graduation, these were real popular this year. Um, you could put uh, okay. your, your graduate's face on there. Um, these are ties, um, graduation stoles and stuff. Okay. I got socks and stuff in there, pillows. So I you didn't turn your you didn't turn your living room into a whole warehouse. Yes, I did. <laughs> and a workhouse. I did. I sure did. <laughs> that's 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 great. See, see, a lot of people. It, it's no excuse for people to be broke because. Your ideas are your fortunes. And I'm quite sure that you had an idea that you just acted upon. You know, you ain't sit down. You ain't cried. You you got you got all the reason to complain and perm fingers and say, why I can't, why, you know. But you are challenging yourself by going forward and, and you made yourself into an entrepreneur. You found, uh, uh, you, 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 you became a problem solver. You know what I'm saying? And when you become a, a, a expert in other people's unhappiness and finding a problem, solving a problem, you will always have finances. That's called passive income. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to work hard. You know, sure. you're right in your house. I'm, right. I got right now, where I'm at right now, I have turned this into uh, uh, my whole house. I have the sublimation stuff that I be doing, but I don't be into it like that. Mm -hmm. um, I have the, the podcast. The broadcast, you know, a lot of people be like, well, you be on live all day, but they're not knowing I monetize all day. Right. I get paid to be on live. I'm not on live like a regular person just being on live. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand that it's brands that want to um, advertise with me. Mm -hmm. it's, it's people that want to get features, walkthroughs, shows. Like, there's so much passive income that come when you build your platform. I can sell my book. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can connect. I can network. You know what I'm saying? Right. With people all over the world. Our main problem used to be we can't get to the plug. We can't get to people. But if you're a person that can speak, 
if you're a person that can talk, if you're a person that can negotiate, <laughs> what you waiting on? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I commend you, man. So because I, I know you. what it's all about being an entrepreneur, man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And anything that I can do on my end, you know, um, I would like to get some of that your material, some of those blanks, because you got some stuff that I ain't know you can um <laughs> yeah. put supplements on, you know. These and are, um I would like to join your class, man. I wanna help you out, man, because man, you come from a lot and anything that I could do on my end, man. You know, um, I use my platforms. You know, we on four phones right now. So it ain't just right here. You bam, 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 bam. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we all over. It's marketing all over. You already right. know how I get down. But um, I'm proud of you, man. And Thank if nobody you. ain't tell you that, Thank I am. You. And I'm quite sure people who got to know your story today, they're going to yeah. support you. You know what I'm saying? They're going to follow you. Some of them going to be in your DM trying to like you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I think that you got a wonderful story, man. Hopefully you can get your book. But if not, I hope you take the advice that I did give you. Yeah. Because your story is your glory, man. You know, God allowed you to go through what you went through to help somebody else that's going through the same thing. Yeah. And not only that, you didn't give up, you know. And I see a bright future for you, man. Keep on going forward. You know, keep on opening up your businesses. Keep turning your ideas to your fortunes, you know. And, um... I wish you nothing but more success, man, on top of the Thank success. Thank you so much, bro. You know? Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to be getting with you because I need some of that paper. I need some of that ink. I need some, I need, I need some of everything that you got. Right, you know right. Saying? Well, you got the so, number. Yeah. So you hit yeah. me and let me know what all you need so I can go ahead and put you a package together and get it out to you. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Any last um thing you got to say to anybody, any shout outs or anything you want to um people to know before we get off here? Um, I just want to say I thank you guys for tuning in and listening to the story. Y'all don't understand how much that of a relief I got from being able to share my story. Um, I appreciate y'all for staying tuned and tuned. Those of you who follow me, I will follow you guys back. Um, this is not it. This will not be the last that you guys see of me. So just rock with me and I'll follow you guys back so you guys can stay tuned to my story. Turk, I want to thank you, big bro, for bringing me. It's all love, man. It's all love. Like, it's all love. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking bringing you up on here probably like once a month or something, man, so you okay. can keep the people updated, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because a lot of people like to know how it's, how it's going. So right. Right. You, 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 you just inspired me to have that idea to keep up with people that I bring up on here. Right. We want to know how is it going? Is it going right. or is it stopping? You know what right. I'm saying? So right. I'm going to bring you on the first episode of How Is It Going so you can update the people. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. That's right. well, what's I up, man. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah. And we about to close this up, man. You know what I'm saying? It's been a pleasure to have you. Yeah. And like I say, mm -hmm. man, make sure y'all follow her. If y'all not following her, y'all see it pinned down right there. You know what I'm saying? Follow her Instagram and anything that y'all need to know. Y'all can ask her. You feel me? All right. We'll see podcast. You all. <laughs> oh, no. Appreciate you, Lisa. All right. All right. That's what's up. 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 Big Thugging Podcast, man. Y'all already know what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? My girl, my yay, my yay, you dig?
Yeah, yo. That's what's up, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I really did enjoy her story. You know, um, Box 4, you heard her story? Can you hear me, Box 4? Okay, she said she hit. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, If you would like to be on Big Thuggin' Podcast, you have a story that you want the world to know. Like I say, man, y'all see the type of um platform that I do have. You know what I'm saying? It's not all that messy stuff, you know, just to get people to, to like and comment and to monetize off of people bullshit. No, you know what I'm saying? It's all about taking you through a person's life. So you can, if you know a person's story, you can understand their glory. And you can respect their hustle if you know they struggle. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people hate people hustle because they don't know the people struggle. You know what I'm saying? Get to know a person's struggle, man, and you'll respect their hustle. You know, you won't be so angry. You won't be so mad, you know, and you might be inspired to, to, to do things for you. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, man, we all are the same. Ain't no big eye, no little you. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people that hate me for no reason. It's a lot of people that want to do work with me, but don't do it because of what somebody else might do or what somebody else might say. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. That's how the world is is, is built up. You know, people mess with people um, according to if another person rock with them or not. You know what I'm saying? That's fake. That's phony, man. If a person haven't did you anything personally, man, you shouldn't have no reason not to mess with them. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have no reason to hate on them. You feel me? Of course, the person might say something or do something that you don't like, but is that a reason for you to hate on them and you don't even know them? They still haven't did you anything. They just say something or did something that you ain't like. You feel me? But that's either here or there, man. You know what I'm saying? The world gonna be the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be who I am. You know what I'm saying? Big Thug and Podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? YNT Empire, where visions get inspired. Y'all stay tuned for the next one. Y'all already know, man. We got Soldier Boy coming up next. <laughs> that gonna be a big one. You dig? If you would like to be on Big Thug and Podcast, y'all make sure y'all DM me, man. We'll make it work. You dig? All right.